How you doing? Glory to God, Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, we love you. We dedicate our whole lives to you, Jesus Christ. We give you everything because you're God and you're glorious, you're wonderful, you're happy. You're in love with us and we're in love with you. Thank you for spiritual revival in the USA. Amen. This season. Ah, such a glorious time. Such a glorious time for the living. But I've never seen the dead more angry and the dead more dying and dead in their deadness when they're all dead, 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 dead. <laughs> you know they're dead. I'm just a child of God and I frolic around heavenly Jerusalem quite like a unicorn in my freedom and my joy and my glory. It's true, like a young lamb that's been slain and risen from the dead. That's a verse about Jesus Christ, that he's a you lamb a young lamb, not even an old man, just like a 33-year-old young man, not an old man. He was a young man. He didn't have a huge kingdom on earth. He didn't have a huge family on earth. He didn't really have much of a life on earth. He only had the Holy Spirit for three years, according to the scriptures, and then ascended into heaven. So that's why he's a young lamb. And the book of Revelation it is written. That's why you got to enter the kingdom like a young person, like a child. Because this is not for the old, educated, and smart. This is not for smart people. This is for desperate people. Not that we're dumb people. We have the intelligence of the bright morning star, which is the wisdom of God, the maker of heaven and earth. We're smarter than the angels. I mean, literally. The angels learn from Joel's bar every day. And a couple Christians on the earth do too. It's true. The priesthood of Melchizedek is on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Just boasting in Christ and Him crucified. Boasting in God and what He's done in this awesome new covenant salvation. He saved us to the uttermost. He didn't save us just to enslave us. He didn't save us to enslave us in a church system of doctrines and theologies. He didn't save us to enslave us. <laughs> oh, and I look at the pastors, and most of them are trying to do the, the right thing, the best thing. A lot of them aren't. They're just hirelings in it for money, and it's a job for them to make money. That's why they're control freaks and don't want to lose any sheep from their sheep sheds of churches because then their money goes down. Not us. We're John the Baptist in the river. We are. We're outside the organized religious system in the USA. We're the underground church of the USA. Have been for many, 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 many years. And before me, there were other people destroying the religious system of enslavement. Long before me. I mean, this thing's been going on for 6,000 years. They sawed my brother Isaiah in half with a wooden saw right through his stomach because he threatened their religious system. They threw Jeremiah down in the well and starved him to death. You know, and took some rebellious person to go pull him out of the well so he didn't die down there because he threatened the political system and the religious system. But it's always been the religious system, guys. 
It's always been religion. Cain was a religious guy, the father of religion. You know, the one that murdered his brother, the accuser. It says in the New Testament, Cain was of his father, the devil. The seed of Cain, the genealogies of Cain are in the Old Testament. Why? Why do we need to know that? Why are the genealogies in Matthew and Luke? Why do we need to know? But, oh, to see what seed they're of. To see if they're the seed of Cain who murdered his brother. Are they the religious offspring of the devil? Are they the religious offspring of vipers? Are they the brood of vipers? Are they the whitewashed tomb? Are they the fake goats and foolish virgins? That's why the genealogies are in the Bible. People don't talk about genealogies. And yes, a scholar, and they'll give you some religious answer, but the Holy Spirit who possesses me, the Holy Spirit who possesses you, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help, the spirit of prophecy talking to you right now, wrote those scriptures for your best interest in mind to help you overcome the world because he's got a crush on you. He's perfectly in love with you. Not an angry God. <laughs> All the anger God had towards man was taken out on Jesus Christ and Him crucified. God has nothing but good intention for your hearts and for your brains and for your lives and for your families and for your cities and for your nations. The destroyer of families, the destroyer of nations is Satan, not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, in the book of Revelation, is the healer of the nations. While the great red dragon, Lucifer, the fallen cherubim that whose dragon tail took one-third of the stars. He's the destroyer and the confuser. He's the author of confusion in the nations. That's what's written. But God is the author of life, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Babylon the Great, the current world system, is a system of total confusion. And the Christians are totally confused. They're like double-minded, unstable in all their ways because they have one foot in salvation, one foot in the kingdom, and then one foot in the world. They're like trying to make money in the world's ways. They're trying to do everything in the world's way because they have no faith for living just exclusively in the kingdom. I mean, maybe maybe there is a God. I believe in God. I know I have fire insurance. You know, maybe I even pray in tongues. I've seen people praying in tongues and smoking crack. I do evangelism down in PV Park in South Minneapolis. We go do one-on-one -on -one evangelism. Smoking crack pipes. These people have backslid in Pentecostals, you know, all over the place. I've seen it all over. I've seen everything in America. <clears throat> Heroin addicts that speak in tongues. Yep, they're out there. <laughs> you guys would be shocked. I've seen the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Honestly, it's I understand the ways of the devil and all the demons and all that stuff's old. The sorcery is old. The stuff that astonishes me is the stuff done in the kingdom, but they're still got some sin in them. That's the real shocker to me, the horror of Babylon, who rides the scarlet beast that sits on the seven mountains, as it's written in the book of Revelation, the horror of Babylon, the worldly Christians. I don't get shocked by the sorcerers. I don't get shocked by the dogs, the pagans, and the rebellious. They don't shock me. I understand Satan and his kingdom quite well. I understand what the demons and the devils are doing and how they trade on the stars for the souls of men using starlight and Kabbalah sorcery and Freemasonry and Jesuit religious sorcery. The control systems of religion and politics are ancient. I mean, they're so old. 
It's like 6,000 years, so it's like nothing new under the sun. What's actually new and what's the greatest abuses and the greatest, most astonishing thing to the sons of God is the abuses of grace, the abuses of the new covenant, the abuses of Jesus and His Word. People that take the New Testament and turn it into a marketplace. People that take the mystic realm and the second heavens and the understanding of heaven and the kingdom of heaven and the secrets of the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven are given to them and then they sell it and then they confuse it and turn it into manipulation and control systems to make money off of people and to enslave and ensnare Christian families. That has been the most astonishing thing to me in the last several years and it's broken my heart so bad that I didn't even know that was possible, that even the elect could be deceived, as it's written in the book of Jude. That even the elect or the elite, which means the highest, most spiritual Christian people born again, praying in tongues, signs, miracles, wonders, Christians could be deceived. That's what's written in the book of Jude. Read the Bible. I've seen it. I have seen it all. I have seen mystics go off because of the golden calf. And I have seen friends in ministry, friends that I love dearly, turn into total raging demoniacs where everything they say is a lie. And they were once in the sweet new wine. And then they got weird because of money. And I tell you the truth, you could be so right on in every area of your life and then you get a little success in you and you bow to the golden calf you bow to that eye on your one dollar bill and Satan consumes your souls. You gotta stay pure through and through. Just like Rick Joyner said in the final quest, at any point in this life, take heed that you stand lest you fall. Take heed that you stand lest you fall and what you do to stay on the mountain of the Lord, Mount Zion, is the word of God, the sword of the Spirit, jammed into the mountain every step of ascension as you are being transfigured by the renewing of your mind which is climbing Mount Zion all of you to the top of the mountain where the city of heavenly Jerusalem is where the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place I'm already in that's why I'm doing this thing because I have all the experience to help everyone climb Mount Zion and be in the city of the Lord with all their souls completely glorified <laughs> It's the funnest thing every day, the adventure of transfiguration by the renewing of your mind by how? Eating the word and drinking the wine. Faith like a child. Certainly there's something I should do to get all of this advanced spirituality and everything of the mystic realm and, you know, to become a real king of righteousness and a huiest son of God. I probably have to be filled with mystical knowledge. <laughs> Quite the opposite, in fact. You probably have to be emptied of all of that crap that you think you know because it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You enter the kingdom like a child, and the most advanced Christian is obviously Jesus Christ, the maker of heaven and earth, the Messiah. <laughs> He's the angel of the Lord. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He's the word of God. There's nothing more advanced than Jesus. The most advanced Christian is Jesus. In the book of Revelation, he's a ewe lamb, a young lamb, a frolicking lamb. 
the most advanced thing you'll ever become for eternity. Say you're a million years old in glory. Say you're a million years old. Is a man child. A woman child. That's as advanced and mature as you can get in the perfect new covenant of grace. So all of this mystic stuff about just knowledge and all it just burns. Seven spirits of God is the Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God will destroy your crap teaching that you paid so much money for that only just confused you and made your life just confusing. It made your life slavery. And a lot of you, it made your life hell. Holy Spirit. That's true. And we're going up against those sorcerers, Christian sorcerers. I can feel it right now. Christian sorcerers that are so filled with starlight of the second heavens that they're more powerful than the Scottish Rite Freemason sorcerers of the United States of America. Christian sorcerers are the most powerful sorcerers in the world. We've had to deal with them in the drunken glory. I've had to deal with them because they've destroyed hundreds, if not thousands, of the people that once walked with me in the sweet new wine. And they got just super complicated. They got super confused. To this day, most of their lives are in shambles because of mystical sons of God that have all this knowledge of the second heavens that just turns them into slaves to that fake, phony son of God. <laughs> it's true. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm mad at the devil that used the book of Revelation, the devil that used the priesthood of Melchizedek, the devil using advanced revelation and then twisting it and turning it into business, turning it into a marketplace. <laughs> Anytime you sell the word of God, you become the whore of Babylon. Is there grace for these Bible salesmen, for these MP3 salesmen, for these copyright and infringement Christians in the whole Christian marketplace of Babylon the Great? They're Babylonian Christians. One foot in the kingdom. I don't doubt your salvation. I just know you're not holy. You're not holy of holies and you're far from perfect. The perfect the perfection of Zion and the perfect is being Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And what I see modeled in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is very different than most pastors. Very different than most evangelists and so-called apostles and sons of God that are so mature. <laughs> what I see in Jesus is an absolute not even caring about money even once. The only time Jesus talked about money in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was to deal with people's hearts. And he said it was the roots of their hearts and why they were so evil. And he threatened the lovers of money. It's the only person you can read about it. He said, because you've neglected the poor, you're going to go to hell. 
The only time Jesus Christ ever threatened a person in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Gospels with Hades hell, not Gehenna, not hell on earth, but with Hades hell, was the rich people who loved money more than human souls. And the Father's dealing with it because there are many ministers, many, thousands of ministers that care more about money than they do human souls. And they're called hirelings. And you read about it in the parables of Jesus Christ when He comes back in His second coming and He's given it over to land tenants and you know, and they've abused all of God's people and they've just manipulated the situation for personal gain. And the Father is very angry at these tenants, these hirelings, because they've just abused His new covenant. They've abused grace. They've abused the Bible. They've abused everything that could possibly be abused and given to them in the table of the Lord. They would take the fresh bread. They had a prophetic mantle on their life and they took all of that hidden manna that God had given to them as a free grace gift and they turned it into a marketplace and they started selling prophecies and they started selling their ministry and copywriting it and turning it into a marketplace and this is all the sins Jesus Christ warned you about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that almost every American ministry and every American church, there are exceptions, there are some holy people, no doubt about it, that do it right. But the vast majority have done it wrong. And that's why they hate us, because I expose their works are evil. When the Holy of Holies glory comes, it's a new standard. It's a plumb line. It's a line in the sand. It's God's standard of Christianity. This isn't a freak show. This is normal Christianity of Jesus Christ and His disciples. And people think that we're fringe. People think that we're far out there. We're the most normal Christians you ever meet. Filled with the Holy Spirit and just obedient like little children. Little children. I mean, that's all we're doing. You know, a lot of the times what we're doing here at Red Letter Ministries and the fun stuff we're just having fun in the glory. Like little kids, like you drop a kid off at a nursery. Do you have to explain all the fun he had for eight hours at nursery? No, it's nonsensical. He just played with toys and whatever, had fun, ate snacks, took a nap. It's the same thing we do in heaven every day on earth. Half of it, you're never going to figure out because half of it is just about enjoyment. It's just about pleasure. It's just about having fun with our Papa, with our Daddy, with our Father. On earth as it is in heaven, walking with the Father in the coolness of the day like little children that we are of God. And so coming out all of all that puffed up religious pride and fake adulthood, and it's just a nightmare of coming out of spiritual Egypt. And God the Father will lead everyone that wants to be led out of spiritual Egypt during this time of Great Awakening. It's a time of getting childlike. It's a time of getting forgiven of our self-righteousness and our religious pride and our accuser of the brethren syndrome. Because I've never seen an accuser that wasn't a hypocrite. Because everyone's a sinner down here. Everyone born of flesh is filled with original sin. There is not a single person of any family, Queen Elizabeth, you know, 
Penny's family, my family, your family. No family is better than any other family, whether you're a sorcerer family, a rich family, or a dog family, a poor family. They're all equally sinful, rich and poor alike. But through the blood of Jesus, you become a royal priesthood and a holy nation, and you're made rich with glory. And you're no longer sorcerers and dogs. You're no longer citizens of Babylon the Great. You're now citizens of heavenly Jerusalem with your Lamb's Book of Life autograph. <laughs> Amen. It's true. That means you're no longer worldly. Be in the world, but not of it. How can you be an ambassador of Christ when you're Babylonian, when you're worldly, when you're religious, when you're full of Egyptian religion and Egyptian spiritual sorcery and Egyptian slave mentality that Christianity is about building nice bricks and building nice buildings for Pharaoh and that Pharaoh figure is Jesus Christ and it's like no you're bewitched that's witchcraft that's Egypt you must rise above religious slavery of spiritual Egypt because the promised land has been available through his blood for 2,000 years. Heaven on earth is in the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of our Egypt religion and the forgiveness of our Sodom rebellion. For all sin is in Egypt and Sodom where he was crucified. Allegorically speaking, it is written in the book of Revelation. So we can live in the atmosphere of Mount Zion. So we can live in real heaven on earth in the glory of God in the river of his lifeblood. Because in the blood is heaven. That's why the saints of old rose from the dead when his blood hit the ground, when he died when his spear went in his side, and the blood and water separated and he was dead. Bam! It says in the scriptures that hundreds of saints rose from the dead, the Old Covenant, Old Testament saints, because they're forgiven. And they entered heaven, and then they ascended up into heaven, flew right up into the cloud just like Jesus did in uh, Acts chapter 1 or he flew right up into the cloud with his flesh like Superman true story the whole Bible's true it's just understanding the blood covenant we have tried to do everything outside of his blood and it's just Egypt it's just slavery it's just religion it's just demons just serpents in the garden always beating us up and telling us to do better and do better when you come into the blood it's just all bliss and it's all pleasure and it's fresh bread and everyone's adopted everyone's healed everyone's holy everyone's blessed there's zero curses in the blood his blood is the Red Sea his blood is the house of wine it's a place of celebration it's the place of eternal glory his blood is the glory the river of life is the river of glory. It's the river of Jesus Christ's blood. It's not gruesome. It's not gory. It's literally paradise. It's the Garden of Eden. It's Mount Zion. It's where all the angels are in the blood covenant. All the angels are in Zion. It wasn't accessible until His blood was shed, and that's why they rose from the dead. When you're born again, friend, you're born in the blood of the Lamb. Now, demons will try to lead you away from that blood of the everlasting covenant to dry, arid places and make you slaves to religion. And they've been very successful in America. Very successful. It's the biggest stronghold in every city in the USA. But the blood is more powerful than spiritual Egypt. The blood drowns spiritual Egypt. Egypt cannot cross the Red Sea. It drowns. So that's how we'll heal and deliver 
all the USA this season by the Red Sea of Christ's blood. Like a great flood, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Well, the coming of the Son of Man is the second perusia of the Son of Man. It's not an instant thing. It's an ever-increasing glory through us until He comes to us. And He's coming back to an overcoming, conquering bride of Christ that's equally yoked with Him with spiritual abilities. So, you better get spiritual. You can't just have fire insurance way down there and then be carnally minded. You better get the mind of Christ and have some fun with it. It's the funnest thing every day to grow in the glory and go from glory to glory. It's not slavery. It's not, I have to, I have to. It's like, I want to. This is thrilling. This is the funnest thing every day to go from glory to glory, to excel in spiritual strength, to depend more upon the blood. And my faith increases in His blood sacrifice, and my faith increases in His Word every day. So I have stronger Word and stronger wine every day to give to all my friends in the whole world. So they also can be strong with me in the new covenant of Jesus Christ. Amen? Glory. we got a school on our website too, redletterman.com, 2016 Glory School for free download. Go ahead and get that and get a foundation for all the spiritual stuff of the priesthood of Melchizedek, the new covenant priesthood of heavenly Jerusalem. We're not in types and shadows anymore. We're not Levites. We're not slaves. We're actually really, really high and holy priests that minister the wine and bread of angels. Moses ministered the bread of angels. That was the Old Covenant. That's what's written in the book of Psalms. They ate the bread of angels. Well, what do you think the hidden manna is of Revelation 2 and 3? To them who overcome, I will give them... That's the bread of the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ. That's the bread of God the Father. That's the Word of God that's hot. Hot bread, which means it's fresh, daily bread. Not yesterday's old manna, Today's fresh bread, the hot bread, that just came out of the Father's mouth five seconds ago. Bam! Through the priesthood of Melchizedek. And you eat it, and boom! You come alive in that resurrection word. Because the word of God is King of kings and Lord of lords. you got to learn how to eat the hot bread. And then you live the high life, the Zoe life, the king's lifestyle on earth as it is in heaven. And that's all we do in the spirit of prophecy, in the great white eagle. Prophets of the throne room of Almighty God in Jesus' name. Everything free, redletterman.com. If you want to sacrifice a financial offering that will tremendously help our ministry grow and reach millions of people worldwide. We've reached 38 million people in the last three and a half months. 38 million in every single nation in the whole world. China, because of everything we're doing through Vice, everything we're doing through Facebook, and YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter, it's huge. It's a huge global work. We're using the internet to disciple and pastor all cities and all nations and have been for nine years of broadcasting. But it's really getting strong now. And all of your sacrifices of financial offerings help us disciple the nations. I'd love to do $500 every day in Facebook advertisements and just blow this thing up and just everyone disciple with the hot bread from heaven because we got it. In Jesus' name, be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Shaka.